What's up, everybody? It's We Are Live, presented by Slain Irish Whiskey. My name's Chris Denman, and I've got Will O'Donnell in the studio. I brought a real Irishman in for St. Patrick's Day. What's up, Will? Good morning, Chris. Closest thing you have to a real Irishman. I was going to say, yeah. Especially a real Northeast Missouri Irishman. <laughs> with the limited options available, too. Um, real quick, before we dive into everything, big thanks to Slain Irish Whiskey for making this happen. Uh, the original story was we were going to do a... I guess you call it a pop-up podcast over at our friends at uh, Tam Avenue Bar and Grill in Dogtown. Huge St. Patrick's Day celebrations over there. Canceled because of what's going on with coronavirus and quarantines locally here in St. Louis and around the world. But uh, Slane is still pushing this. So if you're at home, you're making a grocery run, check out Slane Irish Whiskey. It's, uh, it's new and it's out there. If you're a fan of Irish whiskey, they'll take great care of. They've got a great story. You can check out slainirishwhiskey.com to uh, find out more information about that. And again, pick some up at your uh, grocery store when you're fighting over toilet paper this week. Will O'Donnell, comedian from right here in St. Louis, uh, hanging out today. Hilarious times, buddy. Yeah, great. This is uh... <laughs> what a what a time. So at this point, so we've got it's COVID nineteen coronavirus. Um, it's oh, so we're talk about that. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's I think that's why you bring in a comic from St. Louis. No, people's gigs are all canceled. It's kind of this weird thing where everybody's like, "Are we all agreeing to just stay home for two weeks? Are we going to keep fighting this?" Government kind of forcing some moves on uh, a few different levels. I kind of wish there would just be one succinct level because some people are still working. Some people are like, "Okay, we're a restaurant. We'll do curbside." I don't know. It's strange. Comics are out, just out of it. I don't know what's going to happen. It's unprecedented for sure. I read mm -hmm. something yesterday that said, like, all right, in three weeks, the only people you'll know who don't have it are the people who stayed home at the beginning. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's pretty scary. I guess I might stay home. But then I haven't. Like, I went to a grocery store, and I mean, I'm not going to a... I'm not going to a, a parade or I mean, they're a, fa all a, fa a face looking party. You're but not going right. to that. Yeah. I, have you been, have you been to many grocery stores since it kind of ramped up? Last night I went to Aldi to get corned beef and they were closed. Damn it. They changed their hours to nine to five so uh -huh. they could restock. And then I went to uh, midtown market, formerly known as IGA. IGA. And they That's were school, out. Man. They were, their meat was completely picked through. Like they just had like, chitlins left or do something. you think do you feel like v yeah i saw that there was a pork belly was stacked <laughs> high in the in the in the thing i was like i don't know pork belly probably get you through some tough times yeah nobody in the freezer you never know yeah that's what i'm saying well i'm thinking it's one of those things where like vegans are kind of sitting back and just laughing just kind of like we told you <laughs> there's now your scarcities you can't even survive with the this. one time vegans are accidentally right yeah <laughs> suck it up exactly um we're going to hang out, talk. We're going to take listener questions. I want people to tell their uh, their best St. Patrick's Day story. So it is mm -hmm. St. Patrick's Day. Again, our friends at Slain Irish Whiskey making this possible. Uh, your last name is O'Donnell, so that's, that's pretty correct. important to the, uh, to the uh, I guess, theme of the show. But if you guys have ridiculous um, St. Patrick's Day, St. Patty's Day stories, I'd love to see those in the comments. Will and I will rank them. And also, uh, I think due to contract stipulations, we have to consume all that Irish whiskey that you agreed to. That's, that's correct, yes. Between we have a, <laughs> You, <laughs> me, and the producer. We've got to go through a couple <laughs> cases of Irish whiskey. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's, if he's got the camera set up, but we'll say hey to our buddy uh, Matt. He is the uh, proprietor of a thing called Media Outlaws. That's a YouTube channel that we're a part of now. Matt is running the board today. He's been doing a lot of editing. He created this overlay. Do you know what that is? An overlay, you see how it says your name and you have yeah. all the graphics. You got St. Louis Counseling, Gateway Powder Coating, Jack oh, Daniels, nice. Jack Daniels, Tennessee Apple. You got 1860s Bar and Grill. We'll talk about the karaoke contest we did over there. Um, Matt McElrath, good to have you, man. Thanks for uh, hanging out in these trying times. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, MMA on the mic, doing yeah. that, doing all kinds of different projects. If you want to support Matt, support us, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Media Outlaws. Uh, it's it's. Very cool channel from right here in St. Louis. Got gaslight sessions, all kinds of cool stuff on there. Uh, I was talking about comments. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna check that out. So keep comments coming. Give us your best St. Patrick's Day stories. Have you uh, have you partaken in any St. Patrick? You you're a military guy, so maybe maybe on base somewhere. You like, think I would have some great St. Patrick's Day stories? I don't have that many. Yeah. Military. I remember in boot camp, they were passing out mail, and uh, the general instructor goes, "O'Donnell, huh?" I bet you rip it up on St. Patty's Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's the strangest. Okay. Uh, I mean, unlike every other 19-year-old male. It's like, the, <laughs> it's, like, it's like one slur that's completely okay to make. Absolutely. No one gets offended at yeah. all. You know, Irish people are like, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I do, yeah. My dad's an alcoholic. It's just cool. Yeah, it was like, yeah, me and my fourteen siblings take a day off from <laughs> yeah. screaming at each other to scream at other people, and that. It, those those celebrations are wild too, man. I'm trying to think the craziest stuff I saw. I've been on Beale Street for St. Patrick's Day. Um, the the funniest thing I even remember from that, other than just the antics that were happening out there. So we get to we get to the hotel, and we're like idiot 21 year olds or 22 year olds or something and we had drove down from st louis bunch of us are in college and we get there and we're asking about everything right like, hey what do you what happened what's memphis like on st patrick's day and they're like oh it's a blast you know do have fun do your thing go check out coyote ugly all that stuff and then my favorite part because everybody does this everybody does this and it's always the state over they go just watch out. Them sons of bitches from Alabama and Mississippi are out there ruining parties and everything. They're everywhere. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, you're from Memphis. Like, Those like, Illinois MFers. Yeah. It was terrible drivers from Illinois ruining everything. Same with Illinois to Missouri, too. But that's definitely something I remember. And then our friend was dressed up as a, a burly leprechaun. And he had to take pictures every two feet, <laughs> which is pretty fun when you're that young and yeah, I like the attention. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you didn't really get into it, huh? I never had too many. I was, I felt, I was like, I'm always working. It's like it's a, just the middle of the week. People take a day off work to day drink, which is admirable. <laughs> to just burn a sick day to just day drink. The the Dogtown experience here in St. Louis. I had only done it once, and shout out to Tam Avenue, who, you know, guys, if you can support any St. Louis restaurants, but you got to think the Tam Avenues of the world, the Irish bars around St. Louis, like, these are days that keep them open. Dogtown as a whole, uh, yeah. these keep the restaurants open for another year uh, when they have these days, but I went there, and uh, it was absurd. Like, the amount of people that are out, and during the day, they don't care. It's like, people just screaming, clan, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. And it's, I could get into it, I think. Yeah. I've kind of grown out of binge drinking, so I feel like my window is passed right. to do that. But yeah. now a thing is like I'm, I'm married now, and my wife makes me – she makes me a, um, a corned beef <laughs> every St. Patty's Day, and then she makes me this dish called uh, Cole Cannon, I think it's called. I don't even know the name. It's so Irish. It's cold, It's some kind of sort of potato dish that's phenomenal. Right. Something. And I'm so mad last night. I went to Aldi and I went to IGA and I couldn't get corned beef. And now I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Is that the worst thing that's happened that's to the, you? This is the worst this? thing that could possibly happen. I wasn't even mad about this thing. I was sort of looking forward to the time off. And all of a sudden I can't <laughs> what get What a dad thing beef. to say. Like, hey, you know, I got a lot to do around the house. You know, seriously. I was like, I, gotta li I, got, I can wire up that exhaust fan in the bathroom. <laughs> Probably can finally get the garage organized. Yes. Yeah. I think that's definitely... Like dads around America are like, yeah, it's about time we got this uh, this time to fix that shelf in the basement. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. So, so you're a comic here in town. Um, so, people that watch the show, listen to the show. There's levels to comedy, from open micers to 30 year veterans right now that are on TV shows that tour. That you got to think, Jim Gaffigan. You went and saw him, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Think about he probably made a million bucks in that weekend <laughs> off ticket sales. Yeah. Not including merch, not including exposure, people falling, all that stuff. Losing a million dollars at that level is very terrible too. Like you, it, just because it scales up, your level featuring headlining smaller shows, all that stuff. Like, what would you estimate? How many shows have you missed out on? You don't have to give a dollar amount, but oh, I feel like in the next month. Well, okay, so I got on stage eighteen times in January. I got on stage eighteen times in February. I'm probably done getting on stage in March. Yeah. I've gotten up like five, six times this month, and I'm probably done. And you had more schedule. Yeah, I yeah. had to cancel some. Um, and then, like, yeah, think about Gaffigan. Think about that. It's not just that he made a million dollars, but think of all the people downstream of him. Think of all the people he employs. Mm -hmm. the people all the people at, at Steeple the, Theater. All yeah. the people, you know, all the people who park cars, everything. <sighs> it does. It trickles down in a very negative way, and I don't know if it's going to turn around for the live event stuff. Like we do live streams and things like that, and I've talked to a few people. Like, <laughs> should we do like a live stand-up show? Well, it's gonna turn around eventually. I mean, unless everybody next... figures out that staying home is awesome. <laughs> like, oh about, no, it's sad. What about all the people who are working from home who yeah. just figured out that they can work from home? 
And they're like, I'm not coming back. Right. I got everything done you asked me to do at home. Yeah. I'm not coming back. It's like, and the employers are like, oh, yeah, we're sorry about that whole charade where we make you come into this building and <laughs> sit here for seven hours, pretend to work when you know you're only going to do an hour. Just do that from home from now on. I think that's a good plan. I think th workers stay vigilant. That's yeah. what we need to look out for. Um, real quick, I wanted to thank everybody. It is St. Patrick's Day. Our friends at Slane Irish Whiskey are uh, taking care of us for this stream today. We're going to talk about some local businesses. If you're out and about, pick up some Slane for the uh, for the quarantine at home. Also, thanks to uh, our friends at Gateway Powder Coating. They support us. I know, Will, you were looking to get some uh, some of your grills kind of maybe upgraded to sure, like a yeah. fancy neon purple or something and some uh, some rims i've been thinking about getting some rims yeah water big rims guy thing. i love the guys at gateway I know they're good guys. dudes absolutely um we're gonna have uh more to come in the future at 1860s there in soulard we just had an amazing time with the uh, karaoke challenge boy snuck that one in <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that borderline on if it was scheduled for this week we would have been irresponsible to have yeah. done that but Thank you to everybody that came up. We gave a thousand bucks away to the winner, and that's because of Jack Daniels, Tennessee Apple, and 1860s Bar and Grill. Um, was that Saturday? 1860s. Night? Was Thursday it? was the finals. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to David. He was the champion. He sang uh, Tennessee Whiskey. And David is a little shorter than me and a large dude who is employed he as, must a, have been as good. a security. That's a hard song to sing. It is. Yeah. I think it adds to it when you look like kind of a bad dude. Yeah. And then you kind of charm everybody with your sultry voice. I always say if you're going to do karaoke, don't don't do some great vocalist. Like Chris Stapleton is hard to match. Like nobody right. can sing that well. Yeah. Uh, don't do Bono. Don't do, you know, do like, do a Dylan song. You know, the song is great, but Where he's not upgrade. that great of a vocalist. Right? You, people are like, oh, that sounds really good. That's a good version of that Dylan song. We look. <laughs> Where you actually upgrade the vocal ability of right. the singer, and yeah. I, and like I want to be clear, I'm a I'm the biggest Dylan fan. I'm a huge Dylan fan. But dude, give me a Dylan impression. He's not known. You want me, you want to hear my you Dylan, got a Dylan impression? impression? Like, I think, I think, Does everybody kind of have one? Everybody has a bad one. Yeah, I think mine's probably terrible. Yeah, it's like Cartman almost. It's it's like, like, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't have one. Uh, how about some comments, Will? Let's check this Sounds out. Good. So I'm not, I'm trying to stay vigilant on this. And again, too, if you guys want the ultimate experience, I need to put the, uh, or maybe Matt can throw the YouTube link in the Facebook comments. I don't know if we have that. Ah, yeah, we got that Media Outlaws on YouTube. You can literally watch this on your big screen at home. Is, does that make me sound super old saying big screen? Your big like, screen. Like 19, we have pro wrestling on the big screen. <laughs> um, We'll check out some comments real quick on Facebook. Uh, and again, drop us your best St. Patrick's Day stories. Um, Tom Brown. Shout out to Tom Brown. He's uh, lost some comedy shows too. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, 10 years ago today, picks up phone and makes a call. Me. Hey, my friend and I are going to McGurk. You want to meet us there? No, I'm not drunk. Girl I met on Plenty of Fish. Oh, Okay, sure. I'm not exactly sure what she said. I was, in fact, very drunk. Yep, that's how I met my wife, Jen Brown. <laughs> that was a good answer. Yeah, way to, way to cap that story, Tom. Close hard. Uh, from Steve in Iowa. My Irish friend once beer-bonged three-fourths a bottle of Captain Morgan, took three steps, then passed out in a fire. <laughs> passed even, out in a fire. Is that? Do we celebrate that on St. Patrick's Day? That's, like, uh, how, that's pretty hardcore. How does that work? Um, oh, Sam thought I had a dog. Sam Lyons, local Sam. comic. Dog shit Memphis accent, bud. <laughs> how do you sound? How would you do a Memphis accent? I don't really have a... I, 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 would, I can't switch dialects. It's I would just, just bring one the generic Southern one that you yeah. do. I don't know if I could... I don't know. Y'all been in the Grizzlies game? Yeah. <laughs> uh, from uh, our buddy Jamie Moyer's Fancy Foyer. Uh, twice you've asked me to do an accent, and twice I've swung and not swung and missed. Just stood right. there and this, took a pitch. Like, I, I, you I, didn't I, tell me you were an improv guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is your stand against improv. I've got my Dylan ready now. Okay, okay. ready? Uh, and now appearing live, 1979 at the Riverport Amphitheater, Bob Dylan. Oh, mama, can this, <laughs> that's terrible, can this really be the end? Is that what you're going to be singing that's on the it. way out? Um, now I'm embarrassed now. I was walking. I got to go, folks. <laughs> yep, Will O'Donnell, everybody, be sure to support all of his great shows. Uh, <laughs> I was walking down the street when up in the tree I saw something glistening. It was a leprechaun. I rented a backhoe, knocked down the tree, and told the leprechaun, I want the gold. Give me the gold. But the fall killed the leprechaun. Now I'm a leprechaun because of the leprechaun code. You'll never catch me. 
Why did I decide to read that? <laughs> Too wordy. Uh, Try again. Our friend uh, Steve Elgin from uh, Hoosiers Fisk. Hey, I like these guys. Will looked like he had coronavirus before it was cool. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Thanks, Steve. Do we, is, is this something, like, should we feel bad that we're doing a live stream right now? I feel like there's a little bit of pressure online for people to do absolutely jack shit. We're less than 10 people. There's That's only true. three of us in this room. And you know, the only two people I've interacted with today, and I've kept my distance. We elbow bumped today. Let's do our thing here, too. I'm gonna do, well. I didn't even give you, like, that's true. Anything. I stayed back 10 feet. I just waved at Matt. I was like, good to meet you. Wait, hang on. Which, here we go. Hey, another good thing that's coming out, coming out of this. Okay, we're all going to work from home from now on. Okay. And let's just stop shaking hands forever. <laughs> it was confusing anyway, you know. Every other time, I don't know if we're going to bump. I don't know if we're going to do the, um, the yeah. over-the-top handshake, you know, the slip the knuckle. I, every, I, two out of three times, I get it right. But one in three times, it's awkward. We can just avoid it from now on. We don't have to touch each other. What? It's the end of handshakes. What will white dudes trying to impress, impress black dudes do, though? It's really hard, right? <laughs> that's the hard. That's the thing. That's right? the. Those are the concerns. I'm coming I in, have. I'm like, all right, what are we doing here? Are we coming over the top? And he's like, and the guy's just like, dude, we we can just hi, shake hands. Hello, like normal people. Yeah. Sorry about that. What's your What's the worst way somebody shakes a hand? The aggressive handshake. The I mean, too hard handshake. Yeah, that's but, weird. And it comes from the guy who's like, for sure, like you're like, oh, this guy's coming in hard. Like yeah. you know, it's coming beforehand, right? But the worst thing that can happen to you though is when you don't get the grip, when they just grabs the end of your fingers, and you're like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not a pussy. Let me try again. Let me get re grip. <laughs> do you, do your knees buckle just a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that again. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Uh, if you're watching and enjoying this, uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Media Outlaws. We do a bunch of cool stuff. Some back conversations on there. Uh, last week or the week before, I talked to this comic out of Los Angeles, Natasha Pearl Hansen. And that's on the YouTube channel, so you can go back and watch that. Tell me if you would do this. You've been, you're married now. You have kids. You understand the, uh, the gravity of what a wedding day means, right? She was scheduled to get married to her fiance. You know, they'd been together a long time, like six to 10 years, I can't remember. They decided to call off the wedding. The deposit was put down. Everybody had already called off the day. We're talking like a couple months out. She was at the level where it was almost time to record a special. So she recorded her first comedy special in the venue where she was supposed to get married and like did it like for real and is currently shopping it like so it's okay so the story is they called off the wedding a couple months before called off the wedding which is huge terrible worst thing right it's terrible but sort of ballsy right yeah yeah oh yeah to to make that choice wow to give up your 10 and then grand. instead of losing her deposit just all for nothing she recorded a special she there? broke even she that technically made money yeah i don't know she that's said she's awesome gonna, i don't like would you be emotionally, like as a comic, <laughs> would you do that? And then for the rest of your life, that's your first special. Now, if it's your third, fourth, fifth, like maybe there's a little more leeway. What if it's your third, fourth, fifth marriage? <laughs> All right, fuck it. I'm starting to think this is a, a gag, right? You, you record a special at each venue, you cancel out for your wedding. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could do that, but yeah, you guys want to go back. But that is a legendary comedy story. That's it great. is. Yeah, and I hope it. I hope it's like massive. She's she's funny and attractive and all that stuff, and she's got all the right moves. But that story, though. Wow. Holy cow! Hope she tells I, that. I, I mean, I guess when you hear about a comedy uh, a wedding getting called off, first instinct is like, "Ooh, that's terrible." But not mm -hmm. really, right? Like if they were meant they to made be the together, right decision, is right? The thing. It's like that's better than getting married and then getting divorced in a couple of years and hating each other and right. Going through all that yeah. and then not having a comedy special to show for it. Your kids home? Yeah. Everyone's off school. Everything's closed. How's that going? Uh, so far, so good. Um, there's a there's a lot of pause there. It's only been a couple it's days. Pretty big. The one kiddo's there. still at college. She comes home on Wednesday. Really? And but uh, it just started, and it's like uh, I don't know. We'll see. Well, ask me in a couple weeks. I don't Do know what it's gonna be like. I I feel like it's going to be down to like straight up like you ain't leaving your house. The so, funny story is like everyone coming everyone coming out of quarantine in China now is filing for divorce. Is that real? I've heard I heard that 88 couples like the first day filed for divorce. <laughs> What's the They've average? been cooped up together for a month and they're like enough. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> 
we've we've put like as they've stared down the apocalypse they're like here you ain't yeah. that one i mean part of the deal is we both go separate places all day long and then we come home at the end of the day and see each other i don't know all day every day i was gonna say too and then all of a sudden people are getting more competitive with the board games uh you know maybe that uh that classic peanut butter and jelly that's always made ain't that great when you've had it for four days in a row that's good the point. niceties kind of wear off don't they yeah yeah. What do we think the top quarantine meal is going to be like in three weeks? Grocery Ooh. stores are ransacked. I'm thinking it's going to get boiled spaghetti <laughs> with no sauce. Ac- acorns from the front yard. Yeah. <laughs> mixed in with the bag of broccoli that's been there for three years. Finally clean out the cupboard without like donating it to the Boy Scouts. Right. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get deep in that cupboard. The homeless are like, finally, something to stop the five year old green yeah. beans to get dropped off. Oh, I guess five year old generic red beans and rice just boil it in a bag oh my gosh i don't i'm trying to think who's gonna come back the best from this like are people gonna so assuming we go off of like what we're kind of seeing in china and just like maybe it looks like maybe it's subsiding right Mm -hmm. are (laughs) are people gonna come back just fucking ready to rage because they haven't been out in public are they gonna be like subdued because we're all a little more scared now i'm thinking like for the first month of shows that you do, whenever you come back, it's gonna be like one large bachelorette party. Like that's what's gonna happen. People oh, it are like, could be I really... almost died. I'm here to party. That's true. Yeah. It could be a wild summer. People just out, just partying. I hope so. That's always been our goal, right? I let's, hope. Let's so. have a crazy summer. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, post post COVID, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> post COVID, there are gonna be so many. I'm going to be on Somebody's stage get, all rusty. Everybody's yeah. going to be rusty. But everybody will be rusty, so it won't matter. I think so. Everybody just takes a uh, takes a back seat professionally in their things. Man, I really hope people, their act get worse. I hope everybody, it set, knocks them down a peg. Right? I guess so. But yeah. I, it's across the board because nobody's working. Yeah, right. So it's like, No musicians know. are going to be playing out live. They're going to be rusty. My thing is musicians are funny. Like, musicians can do live shows and it'll be really good and it'll be unique and all that stuff i was talking to a comic yesterday i think i started to say this but he's really he's like have you seen the like the late night shows without an audience like if you just stand there and you're like i'm gonna live stream five minutes of stand-up comedy oh it's not it's it's a different thing you can be funny you could comment on the paper you could you know you could do things like that you could be a million different things, but like straight up doing stand up, like you gotta have that audience. You gotta have the audience. Yeah. If you have a crummy audience, it doesn't work. Right. Even if the audience isn't into it anyway, it's a weird dynamic in comedy. The <sighs> audience is is part of it. You see the exact same material, and if the audience isn't into it, it's not funny. It's really weird. It's actually not funny. It is really. It was funny weird. yesterday when I heard it, and I'm hearing it today, and now it's not funny because the audience doesn't like it. It's like a contagious. Ooh, to use a. Hey, take it easy, buzzword. Word. Yeah. It's contagious. It is too, and whether that and I've seen that happen. Granted, there's different levels to it, and like he, tenured headliner can kind of pull anything. Like they can probably. Yeah. But the difference in like tone from one day to the next it's a it's a weird thing and yeah. people if they ain't having it they're not good luck it's gonna be bad news what's the worst audience experience you've had um pretty recently in december i was opening for john morgan and we did nine shows eight shows i hosted on the last show funny bone i, I featured at the funny bone and i was like hey john I, John was like a hero of mine by the end of the week because he's a phenomenal comic. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hey, John, can you watch my set and, and give me some pointers? And he was like, yeah, dog, sure, man, no problem. So that was a terrible John Morgan impression, by the was way. Was that Dylan? Yeah, that was better. That was a better Dylan than John Morgan. Long story short, my <laughs> wife shows up. You remember Dylan? What was it, the Grammys? They like basically had him on a set of ropes out there with... 20 other musicians are like he's gonna fall over like he's a sorry I didn't he's fun, he's 150 years old now yeah. and still touring for some reason but yeah so john morgan my wife shows up with like five family members and that sort of threw me off a little bit i was like oh man half of my material is about like sleeping with my wife and like her aunts and uncles are all here and so that sort of threw me off a little bit and then for whatever reason, i go out there and i do my first joke and it doesn't hit and i was like "Ooh, okay all right second joke and it doesn't really hit and i'm like 
oh, all right. And then, you know, that tone starts to shift a little bit. In your head. Bombing is a weird thing, man. It's like your confidence just starts to droop a little bit. It's like, oh, maybe this isn't very funny. I see you guys do that. And in your head, I always picture like a, like a, like, like oh, switching to um, learning a lesson mode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this will be great experience mode. And all of a sudden, Instead like, of like, I'm featured and I'm having a blast. All of a sudden, like, I hear my own voice. And I'm like, why does my voice sound like this? Like, mm. I sound like I'm not having a good time. Oh, because I'm not having a good time. This isn't fun. And so I'm up there just eating it and bombing in front of my wife and her family. And I just, like, see their faces in the crowd just looking at me, not laughing. And I know my heroes in the back of the room watching me suck. The first time all week, he's probably paid attention to me. And he's like, well, this guy sucks. <sighs> and so, like, I'm, I, I'm I got wait, to my... I'm waiting for a happy ending. I got to my closer, and it was okay. I got him with my closer, sort of, but I walked off and I was like, man. Yeah. That hurt, that hurt my heart for three weeks. Like, it hurt. But here's the, here's the happy upside. After that, I was like, I'm, I'm never going to feel like that again. Like, that, that set me off like, to like, level up. Like, I've leveled up since that day. Which was a month ago or whatever, that was, two yeah, months ago. That was uh, right before Christmas. And wow. since then, like, I've been on fire. I've gotten on stage more than I've ever got on stage. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, don't want to feel like that again. No, that's a terrible thing. I don't know how comics get up and bomb on the regular. Have you had your ass kicked before? Yeah. Like truly? Like get your ass beat? Not bad, bad, but yeah, yeah. I've lost a fight. Is it akin to that? Where you're like, I'm never again cut to you, you know, carrying the big water buckets on a farm. Yeah. You know, getting, getting into fights. Or like um, if you've really hurt yourself drinking. And you've been like, I'm never drinking again. Not, I don't ever want to feel like this again. Yeah. It's like that. And then you bomb again and you get drunk again. Yeah. Uh, let's check out some comments. Uh, if you guys are watching, hit share. We always appreciate that. And again, the, uh, the podcast is available on iTunes, everything else. So any kind of support you guys can throw us, always appreciate that at We Are Live Radio and all social media. Uh, here we go from Steve. Uh, best St. Patrick's Day stories in the uh, comments. One time my buddy lived in Dogtown. We got up super early to make lemon drinks for everyone. For those who don't know, a lemon drink is lemonade with alcohol in it with added sugar. We drank enough of those at 6 a.m. to break out the booger sugar at 7 a.m. I ended up falling asleep around noon with a 55-year-old woman from Jeffco named Gary. Okay. Woke up at 6 p.m. like, who's ready to party? The answer, no one. I walked around Dogtown with a shameful heart. and a... All right. I had to do some serious reflection. He mentioned something about gaping or something, but... <laughs> uh, Sam and Angela Smith coined Wild Summer. Please pay us royalties. Uh, <laughs> Tom Tom Brown letting us know his uh, comedy career or life was turning into dog shit, and now he's excited for May. Okay. So there we have it. Uh, what sport are you missing the most? Do you even pay attention to sports? I don't. The only sport I pay, pay attention to is baseball. Yeah. And I'm a little bit worried about cardinal baseball what is, i haven't heard anything what's going to happen with cardinal baseball are they going to play the games and no one's going to come there's at least like uh is it a two-month waiting period like we're what? talking like maybe a june start what might be an abbreviated season um <sighs> it's going to be something weird are you upset uh, because mad. you won't be compared to matt carpenter as much yes when people see me meet you at show i'm upset that he's not are you living anymore? off that matt carpenter I liked it when Run he was off. breaking. Yeah, when Carpenter. Now like, people are like, you look like Matt Carpenter. I'm like, I'm not him. I'm not him. <laughs> All these St. Louis people are like awkwardly mad at me. What's going yeah. on? Oh, Carpenter's hitting He's 191. Hitting, yeah. yeah. That's an issue if he goes from MVP candidate to uh, not so great. Huh. Yeah, I don't I, I've, I've seen every sport has shut down. Other than, like, the UFC is kicking and screaming. They are so pissed that they've canceled some events they're like they will fucking they'll fight in the parking lot we don't care yeah but um nba nhl nfl everything just going down and you gotta think um like massive super bailouts have to come right i don't know know. you don't think so well maybe i mean they talked about but you can't bail everybody out yeah and i'm thinking more for like the, the workers and things like that Things sure, they talked about the airlines. They talked about that yeah. kind of thing, but it's like, eh, I, I don't know. I, I am worried about, I am worried about the economy because it was sort of teetering anyway. Yeah. I sort of worried about us going into a global recession, and this might be the um, the tremendous like log that breaks the camel's back. Like yeah. a, a log comes smashing down. When, right. 
Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Who survives that? You're going to be doing stand-up comedy in a Thunderdome? What are you going to do? Give a, a, a $100 trillion bailout? Yeah, right. Like, oh, money's not real. Completely printed money. <laughs> this does Leverage make it... against the future even more. I don't Absolutely. even know how any of that works, by Neither the way. Neither. Any... We are the least qualified people to discuss anything of yeah. that sort. Yeah. Global economics. I don't know. I have thought about, like, the remote folks that are, like... Think about if you didn't have Twitter, you lived in the equivalent of a cabin in Montana or northern great. Alaska or something. Like, their life's not going to change, right? Like, if you if you didn't, like... Ted Kaczynski-esque. Yes. I'm thinking, I'm kind of jealous of those people right now. I know a lot of people who are saying, like, well, how do I get that? How do I get there? Maybe that'll make some people go seek that out. There's too many of us, though. Get right in your head. It's too crowded. Yeah, everybody's like, all right, time to isolate in a cabin. You see 50 of them going yeah, up around all that the, uh, land range. in Montana spoken for. You can't just have it. <laughs> right. And I, you know, I'm not the best with a gun these days. If I try and do the dude thing, we're like, I could live off the land. Oh, I thought you were, you were going to take a gun that. and go get something. Oh, like, like take you know, it you can from get somebody. more of a gun and a smile than with just a smile. <laughs> you know? Thank you for that. Yeah. I, I didn't really think of it that way. <laughs> I'm not thinking of a gun, but you could just show up and be like, hey, all your stuff is mine now. Yeah, right. This is happening. Like, yeah. I'm not sure if you understand that. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think if people are morbid or like have more issues if they're watching like apocalyptic type shows and movies right now. Like, I'm getting a real look at people. They're like still enjoying The Walking Dead. It's so strange because nothing has really happened yet. That. I've said that. Like that's, so that's the strange the weird part. part. Is like, people so aren't a lot dying of people, in the streets. A lot right? of people don't believe it. Yeah. I mean, especially a week ago, a lot of people I talked to were like, "Ah, it's all, it's all made right. up. Nothing's gonna happen. It's my, completely my fake." My favorite and is. And I was like, "Oh, you watch a different TV channel than I do? Okay, cool." I didn't argue. <laughs> I don't argue with anybody. You right. Know? That's it's, my favorite media. The media is doing this. It's like, right. They're just t saying what they heard. Yeah, it's all made up. I'm like, okay, all right. It's a strange thing that people decide to jump in on that mindset. Uh, <laughs> I've been working on a new bit about it. Yeah? Why don't I just do it on the air? No, I can't say I'm going to do a bit and then do a bit. Well, I'll work it in later. <laughs> okay. In the meantime, I'll tell you guys, uh, I, there's no good transition. St. Louis Counseling Services offers <laughs> <laughs> counseling in the St. Louis area. If you are feeling like you need to speak to someone, they've been helping people since the 50s right here in St. Louis. St. Louis Counseling dot org online be sure to support all the uh, you see the graphics look at that you see uh, all the wait hang on how does this work up there up there all the graphics up in the corner all those people are great supporters of what we do i mentioned uh, the 1860s karaoke contest jack daniels sponsors uh the mid-coast comedy series at sophie's fairly fun show good room all that stuff canceled for the time being Man, I love uh, that show. yeah but we're looking forward to bringing it back so you got um Eric, uh, the bartender from there, just left a message that said, uh, Doomsday Preppers already know about the pending Civil War. That's uh, that's what's happened. Just now that happened? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's but a nice guy. He is. He said you had one of the best sets he's ever seen, or the best set he's yep. ever seen at Sophie's. That's what he said. Do you, like, do you collect those like pelts? Oh, man. I yeah. need those real bad. Does that take you up an odd I, 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 yeah. I think that's why I get on stage. Do you stage, thrive right? on I'm that? I'm hungry. You're I'm just hungry. waiting for that. I got a hungry ego. Do you come off? Kind I of wake up in the, the morning and just like, oh, I need some affirmation, some external validation. Give it to me. Yeah. And I'm hungry all day long, and I'm just miserable. And then I get on stage for ten minutes. And I'm like, yes, re-energized for 24 hours. Jump back off. Eyeball the first three people you see. What you got for me? Compliments. Yeah. We coming? That makes sense. Uh, in an apocalyptic situation. Uh, you're kind of known for uh, being a spokesperson for Quick Trip. What's your ultimate? Uh, you got five seconds to run in. We'll say 15 seconds to run in. You get three items from Quick Trip. What are you grabbing? Probably going for a gallon of milk. Not too practical. I'm thinking <laughs> one meal. <laughs> gallon of milk immediately is like protein. Yeah. Sack of eggs. You know. No, I'm thinking more going of for like the cash register. <laughs> <laughs> cigarettes cigarettes are worth a gold in That's this true. Yeah. uh i'm thinking items prepared you get a three oh, you get three items for one meal those egg rolls those quick chip egg rolls you going with those phenomenal <laughs> getting one of those sure with your gallon of milk my gallon of milk <laughs> and then uh, i'm getting 44 a, ounce rooster booster <laughs> i'm getting I'm getting a tall boy okay yeah good old tall boy budweiser you doing budweiser man yeah. yeah it's got a little more alcohol in it than the bud select i like the flavor of the select uh-huh but you know you do it right. Alcohol per ounce. I'm going to yeah. go with the hit bud heavy. 
I appreciate that about you. And that's, that's why you're here right now. Uh, so are you going to do anything different on the comedy side? Are you going to get a lot of writing done while this is happening? I guess. I hope so. Um, it's going to suck whenever we all just kind of just take to like, don't do anything to improve and just, we just bitch online. For I have months. a daily writing practice. I write every day Yeah. and then I try and I'm trying to get up. Like I finally got into the rhythm of getting up all mm -hmm. the time. Like I've been getting up 18 times a month Yeah. and all, and I've leveled up as a result. And then all of a sudden this happens. So it's like, damn it. All right. What am I going to do? Well, I, I got to figure out some kind of online thing. Something. Maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe change up my writing routine. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Take up meditation or something. There you go. That's something. Uh, Get sober for two months. some new drugs. I am sober. You're sober sober? Well, no, that's not. Alcohol. No alcohol. Okay. I decided I gave up alcohol for Lent. Okay. This, this for, Lent? Yeah. I haven't uh -huh. had alcohol in three weeks. It's a bad time. I know. I Real picked one time. hell of a Lent. It's the only acceptable time to just like crack open something at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. I'm thinking about making an exception for St. Paddy's. Yeah. Like, I With your corned beef tonight? I get to have a tall boy tonight or something. Yeah. I think you deserve beef. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's St. Patty's. Make my, it happen. My, my grandfathers would, would approve. How many Dropkick Murphy songs will you listen to the rest of the day? Oh, man. I'll say, is that like saying Hail Mary's? You got to say. I think so. You have to. I'm not even, I'm not even Catholic and I'm, I'm observing Lent. <laughs> it's just, I just wanted to do it. He's just like, I need a break. I need a break from drinking all this booze. I think we've got Sam uh, Lyons mouthing off in here um, from Tom Brown. WrestleMania will happen live with zero audience. That's a shame. Are they really going to do events with no audience? That's so weird. It is strange because like certain things work like it. Music works like that. Yeah. You could yeah. do like podcasts. What we're doing. It's yep. a version. It's a lo-fi version of an interview show. But right? things that are used to having a live audience, not having a live audience. Well, even yeah. Cons even musicians. I can't imagine them. I mean. I'm sure they feed off of the energy of the crowd. Let me tell you, as somebody who's had plenty of interviews with musicians while they play, even if I love them, it's awkward. Because you're like, do I make a face? Do I clap? Like, do I do I do this number? Like, do I do that? Yeah. So even if there is a small amount of people in attendance, you know, Matt uh, does a thing at Gaslight called Gaslight Sessions. You got all these cool people coming in. Are Is it ever awkward doing that, Matt? Like when people, do people ever... Are they looking to feed off of something? Do you notice that? It's really weird for them because it's like being in a fishbowl. Yeah. So, so if you haven't been to Gaslight, it's a, it's a studio and it's got a glass wall yeah. in the bar. So the people watching are looking in like oh. a cage panel. Right. So great for coronavirus, not so great for feeding off energy. That's yeah. weird, yeah. And yeah, so a lot of people are always like, oh man, I don't... But the end product bar. looks beautiful, right? Yeah. That's what you have to listen. That's what you have to think about. Well, and the cool thing about being in an isolated room like that and then being in the bar is that whenever you listen to the perform, it's already going through Pro Tools and everything, so it sounds like a, it's already mixed and radio-worthy. Oh, wow. So it's really bizarre to not hear like just amplifiers in the distance versus uh -huh. hearing this perfect mix come through almost like the radio. That's cool. But it's live right in front of you. Interesting. I, I feel like as a musician, you must build a lot of, like musicians who get to a level where people are coming to their shows because they want to be there, mm -hmm. which is a pretty high level of being a musician. Man, there's really good bands that don't draw. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like by the time you get to that point, you must be so strong. Like you must be so used to playing the people who aren't paying any attention, right? who don't care at all, who are talking the whole time. They have their back to the stage. So when you finally get to the point where people are showing up and they're facing the stage and they're excited to see you, that must feel great. I saw and you must be so strong because I, I can't imagine doing be. comedy to a crowd that's just, I mean, I, I have done comedy to crowds who aren't into it and it sucks. Yeah. You can't get a rhythm and you don't feel good and you don't feel funny and it just doesn't work. The, the difference in, uh, so we did that karaoke thing at uh, 1860s last week again, support them, support Jack Daniels, Tennessee Apple and packed, right? The joy I had knowing that I didn't have to tell people to pay attention like you do at a comedy yeah. show. Like hey, you have a rowdy crowd at a comedy show and you're trying to do like, a, if it's not just like an open mic or something, you're like, hey, 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 let's go. Hey, show them some respect. I was so happy that I didn't have to do it because I'm like, oh, this is nice. People are so dumb and, yeah. <laughs> and have no respect. And I'm like, just have no respect. It's karaoke. It's cool. It's one of the hardest things. I haven't mastered the art of like telling the crowd to shut up. It's, it's so weird, hard to do. It is weird too. Because the, immediately your tone shifts to I'm a jerk and you lose some of the audience right away. And it's like, oh crap, how do I tell this pe person to shut up? 
right. in a nice way and be funny. And I don't know. I, I think that's why you see some comics um, just straight up go into teacher mode, you know, and yeah. some throw a fit, some don't. But I guess everybody's got their different styles of taking the crowd down or getting them back on. I did on it track. the other night. I, they were starting to chatter and murmur, and I just and I, I didn't plan it. I just go guys real loud, <laughs> and they all looked at me, and I was like, I just launched into something. They paid attention. Yeah. I listened back to it later, and I was like, wow. I just like shouted at them in the microphone. That's from having kids, man. Yeah. It has to be. Listen right? to me. <laughs> I worked for a long time on this material. Trying to get headliner status in the next few years. I need you to pay attention so I can thrive off your feedback. I think it's, if you just you just level with them. Comedy crowds are so weird. It's like um, 99% of them understand that they're supposed to be quiet. But there's always oh, just, one or two people who don't understand that they're supposed to be quiet. And then the comic will tell them, not directly. They won't say, I want you to shut your mouth. They'll just like talk at them and make fun of them. Right. And the person never gets it. They just keep talking and talking and talking. The doorman has to come over and be like, sir, please stop talking. Don't talk back to the act on stage. My favorite is, I'm here to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, he, he, he likes it. I was like, <laughs> you know. He doesn't. He doesn't like it. That was my first experience. So the first ever stand-up show I saw was Dave Chappelle at a, what would be Hearn Center at Mizzou. Full. It, Your first stand-up special. First stand-up. Eight. I guess I was eighteen. Wow. Yeah. In Columbia, I was. Uh, it was just never something like. I we never went up to the Funny Bone. Like so, I watched comedy specials. I listened right. to Bob and Tom. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew who comedians were, um, and I I loved comics and stuff like that. But yeah, my first like show show was Chappelle. And then after that, I'm like, oh, well, all stand-up shows are going to be crazy. <laughs> My first club show I saw was at Deja Vu in Columbia, Missouri, which even for the guys that were working there, it was just a hellhole where they would, you know, paper the room with office party tickets. It's closed now, right? It closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had, like, big names and stuff in there. Yeah, it's And you action. go, and it's super rowdy, and it's super – it just was not the best. So by the time I got – to, to go to a few club shows and things like that, like real club shows, like, you know, your Helium-type shows, yeah. uh, Funny Bone-type shows, that was so much better of an experience because, man, those sh shows suck. Like, and it was probably partially because I saw Chappelle first. As a, as a comic, never do that. they're a good experience, though. I feel like you build muscle on those shows. I'm sure. If you can figure out how to, r how to wrangle that crowd's attention and mm -hmm. get them to pay attention to you, then when you go yeah. to a club and, and it's going, it's easier. You know? I, f I feel like I've heard much more tenured uh like on the more tenured side comics be like kind of happy for people that have like a strong start right mm -hmm. so say you're five years in and you're crushing all the time then you do have a night where like you want to cry and they're like yeah. yeah you need that because you were you're advancing quicker than most people do and yeah. you need those moments to kind of keep you tempered right that's how my john morgan night was yeah you know like you're thinking uh, you're like it is well you've done it i don't like i don't do poorly very often yeah you know i just i just don't like sure and so when it goes bad for me it like hurts real bad and but then it was the best thing that's happened to me and like, like that motivated me more than anything has so that's weird man it's a strange thing how much negativity can affect us comedy life whatever You're yeah just like, oh well i can't stand it when i go up there and i do 20 minutes and yeah. there's like one part that they don't like i can't stand it that from that moment i can't st you know what i mean yeah. it's like have you ever, you bombed in conversation before you tell a joke and your friends all just sit there and look at you or they stop paying attention and that feeling yeah in your in your gut I just imagine 300 people are looking at you like that like that was some dumb shit you just said there, Chris. And, and Next, <laughs> and like, knowing oh. you've got seven more minutes of yeah. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just be like, "Oh, I gotta hit the hit the bathroom. I'm back." No, you're gonna stay up there and eat it. Yeah, yeah. It'll make a man out of you. So, uh, again, this is uh, this conversation being brought to you by Slane Irish Whiskey. When you're at the grocery stores, that's scary. Seeing the empty meat aisles and uh, and the toilet paper thing. I know they're all restocking and everything like that, but if you read if you look into it so much and what they're wanting everybody to do, people get panicked. How weird is it going to get? We don't know. We don't know. I feel like it could be not that bad. I hope not. Yeah. I hope it it's just a, it's a, a, like a pause. I just hope it's a pause. Yeah. Um, because if you start being like, hey, you know that thing where the uh, immune compromised and older folks are the main people that are going to do that? Oh, it's everybody now. Like, 
who's to say that's not going to happen? Like, that could happen, and that could get real bad. And I don't know how viruses work. I know less about viruses than I do about well, let's, global Well, let's economics. break it down. But <laughs> let's, let's isn't, isn't it inevitable that we're all going to be exposed to it eventually? Yeah, that's what I think they're working so hard on the vaccine or, okay. or that something. And so the only the thing we can do is slow it down. Yeah. So that we, so we can be more prepared. Flatten the curve is the phrase I keep hearing so that yeah. we don't overwhelm the um, that's medical. The, that's the thought, yeah. And so in that way, it's like, well, we're, you're going to get it eventually. You better be... Doing your push-ups or whatever. I think so. Yeah, eating I, your greens. I've been taking multivitamins. That's How's that going? <laughs> my piss is extremely bright yellow. Perfect. Walmart multivitamins. Oh man. Nature yeah. Valley like or orange. whatever. <laughs> Sam Lyons. I can't imagine bombing regularly. That must suck. Fuck you, Will. Hey. <laughs> Sam Lyons. He doesn't. You don't bomb regularly. Man, I. Uh... Let's list off the local comics who bomb regularly. <laughs> Imagine being a road comic that bombs regularly. Like that that would be a strange thing. I don't right? think you should get used to bombing. I don't think if you're used to bombing, reevaluate. Yeah. Would you ever pull anyone aside and tell them that? <sighs> Has anybody asked you for your so no, how long I don't you know think it's fair. Like, three years, five come, years? Come on with four years. Four years. So I'm sure there's some new people that look to you for advice. I bet the five and ten and fifteen and twenty year comics really get hit up for advice, right? Yeah. But They'd probably get would, tired of it. Would you yeah. <laughs> Michael Costa, he's on the Daily Show. Uh very funny comic. He tweeted, uh, oh no, comedy clubs are closing. Where will I have my inevitable horrific conversation with drunk twenty something year old guy who's thinking about doing an open mic? Yes. <laughs> I was like you know, I've probably done that version to somebody the before. Audience whether it's like, be I've somebody. always wanted to do it. Because like, then do it. It happened. What happens it's is Tuesday. Dude, do I've, it. I've seen it with this stuff or radio or whatever else. They talk about you for s the first 17 seconds. Yeah, you guys are funny. You do this. You. Oh wow, it was really cool. You did that one thing, right? Yeah, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. My friends always said I should. Uh, <laughs> that's always what comes next, and then it's. Yeah, it's great. You should, Absolutely shit. And then it's yeah. five minutes of them explaining to you how they'd be funny. I, I feel like I've probably done that myself, though, too, I've with something. Some, yeah. I've bored some, bored some people. Uh, so I, think, I guess every level of comedy you get to, you look back at what you were doing a year before, and you're like, oh, my God, that was horrible. But at I the bet. time, you didn't think it was horrible. You couldn't, or you wouldn't have been able to get on stage. Right. So you have to be sort of uh, that. You have to – so I guess what I'm saying is – if I talked to myself a year ago, yep. I'd be like, dude, you suck. What are you even doing? Right. But at the time, I didn't think I sucked. Yeah. You know, four years ago, I'd have been like, oh, my God, that's horrible. But at the time, I thought it was really good. So well, I guess I have to keep, I keep that in mind. When I see new people go up and just struggle and be horrible, part of me is like, oh, my God, this guy should not do this. But it's like, no, wait a minute. He just started. Yeah. He's he, on a different. He'll get better. He's and shorter so, down the track than you. And then I have to remember that when I'm working with some headliner and I'm like, hey, watch my set. I'm thinking, like, I'm pretty good. I'm up there getting laughs. And it's like, mm. dude. He's 15 levels, 25 levels above me. Right. He thinks I suck. He rightly thinks I suck because I suck. I just don't know I suck. I haven't gotten good enough to know, to know that I suck. And hopefully he's not making it personal or she's not making it personal. They're just saying, oh, he's here and he'll get to there. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. As you're, you're comic, so you want that affirmation. You want somebody to be like, you got it, bud. That's why you get out you, of it. You got the talent, man. You can do this. That's true. So, all right. So what are you gonna what what are you planning for the rest of the day? It's St. Patrick's Day, COVID nineteen. Again, we've Lysoled up, germ blasting. Thanks by the way, I laughed at my mom when she gave me this two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. She gave me two of those and a and a face mask. Twenty nine ninety five, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you can have the rest of it. Uh, what are you gonna do the rest of the day? I'm gonna try and sell some things. I sell things for a living. Yeah. Uh, I have people messaging me left and right looking for hand sanitizer. And, you and can't I'm get writing it? them all back saying, I don't have it. Yeah. I don't have it. Uh, I had a customer email this morning because he was pissed because I told him his price went up on gloves. And he was like, Well, then I'm not going to use you anymore. You're taking advantage of the situation. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> like, you sell heavy equipment for a living. Uh, if the whole country suddenly wanted to buy heavy equipment, guess what? The price just went up. Yeah. That's everybody. how it works. I'm not. All the pricing taking goes up. advantage you of the guys situation. are having to pay more to get it shipped right to you. we yeah. have a hundred left in the warehouse and a thousand people want them guess what the price went up that's yeah. how it works I don't so what well you get back out there to gouging and taking advantage of the public <laughs> <laughs> take them for everything they've got 
Uh, where can people find you online? What's the best way to uh, to go to your shows and check out things? Once things kind of kick back up, knowing you, you'll probably do some funny videos and stuff too. Maybe add Will O'Donnell on Facebook. You can kind of keep up with his shows. Yeah, hit me stuff. up on yeah. Facebook at, at WR O'Donnell. I'm on Instagram, Willie Thrilly Comedy. It's a cute name. Um, I think I might keep that one. <laughs> it just came up with it one time. Willie oh, Thrilly do Comedy. You, do you go by Willie Thrilly? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, it's a sort of memorable, and it, it's hard to spell. You got to spell with a Y. I don't know. Yeah, I want to work with some marketing people maybe and figure something out. You should look into that. If you look up Will O'Donnell, if you Google it, there's about ten thousand of us. So look for look for this mug. You know what the O'Donnell clan's like? Slain Irish whiskey. That's right. Yeah, don't forget it. Delicious slain Irish whiskey. Make it happen. The Irish people are made of of copper. Did you know that? They have to drink whiskey to keep the pipes clean. Okay. Give a title. <laughs> if you give him beer, he'll be dead in a month. No, no, yeah. You, that almost felt racist. Yeah. yeah. It's the one you it's totally fine. Okay. That people can pick on you. Irish big people time. don't mind. They're like, ah, potato famine. Like, that's horrible. Because things haven't been that bad for what? A couple hundred years. Sure. You know? Yeah. It's like you figured it out. Took most of the sting out of things. Took over Boston. You know, but Dang still enough. Irish people love to be like, hey, we're we're from an oppressed people. It's like Nobody remembers that at I all. Think, Relax. Think, yeah. How are things now? It's going okay. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Our name's on a lot of stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So follow Will and check him out whenever it comes. Again, support all the sponsors. You see all the logos on here. Follow the uh, the YouTube page, Media Outlaws, and uh, we're going to keep some content coming. As far as We Are Live goes, make sure you're subscribed. If you want to throw us a review, that'd be amazing. We love uh, seeing that on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Excuse me. Um, and just stay up to date. We're going to do uh, several interviews this week. Going to have some fun. I believe Ian Bagg's going to jump on. Jessamay Peluso. She's a, a very funny comic as well. And I'm working on some, uh, some bigger names. People are bored, man. So I'm like shooting shots. Sent a message to some really famous people last night, and I really hope they don't screenshot it. You like, can do don't like meet this guy. Like a virtual Yeah, it's like a VMIX. Like it's yeah. VMIX is the program. You just like a video call. So should be fun. Yeah, as long as we can. Um, I was talking to some people, and they're like, yeah, I'm down. Just going to make sure we're still here in a few days. So everybody's kind of just being vigilant. So stay safe out there. Keep your, uh, keep your hands clean. Again, follow us at We Are Live Radio. Excuse me, on any uh, social media platform. Thanks again to Matt. Media Outlaws for uh, taking care of engineering today. Thanks to Will for coming by. Thank you, Braving sir. the building. Hmm. It was pretty brave. Yeah. It was pretty brave. I'll take that. I'll We're going to Lysol uh, Will down as we get out of here. But again, thanks to everybody for tuning in. If you can, support everybody who needs help around you. Let's take care of each other, guys. Thanks. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live.